What community sounds like. Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show. B-Cups. B-Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher-safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast i am denny loose i'm coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft out of tampa florida is mr chris mckenzie the whales bro how are you doing tonight chris i'm doing good denny how's how are you doing today i I am doing really well really well i i decided i needed to take a little sanity day a break away from work um today is Columbus Day, but you know what? Nobody ever gets Columbus Day off unless you're a federal employee. And I think even schools are, you know, in our area are still going to school on Columbus Day. It used to be this was a, a holiday that everyone got off, but yeah, we, I haven't got this holiday off since I was in the in the military. And even then, most of the time I was out to sea or, or working anyway, so it really didn't, didn't count. But uh, I took a day for myself, and it really felt good. I just got some projects done around the house. In fact, I got one project that I've been I've been working on restoring this beer this this old antique glass door cabinet uh, like bookshelf like kind of a standalone little bookshelf uh, cabinet thing and I restored it as, uh, and, and got it in the house but one of the things I wanted to do is to help kind of bring out uh, the beer glasses that I'm going to have stored in there is I wanted to put some lights inside it some LED little strip lights and I had bought this. Uh, this little strand kit off of Amazon a while ago, and I just meant to to go and do that. Well, you know what? I did that today, and now I've got some beer glasses in my cabinet with some nice lighting that kind of just kind of shows off what's in the in the cabinet. I even I even went ahead and hooked up a uh, a wireless uh, plug, you know, one of those smart plugs, mm-hmm. so my Alexa can now go and turn on and off my light when I just say beer case on. Or Alexa, turn my beer case on, and boom, yeah. it lights it up. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to see a picture. Ah, no, let's look. We're gonna need a video of that. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll I'll get a video, uh, a a quick video. I'll post it on the Facebook for all of our Facebook peoples out there. They can check out my new cabinet, my my newly restored, beautiful glass door antique cabinet with LED lights. Uh, yeah, pretty nice. And the the cool thing too is I was worried I didn't want to drill holes or staple the lights in or anything. So what I did is I found these nice little command stripped little hooks. Have you seen those little uh they're they're like little uh adhesive hooks that you can just pull a little tab and get them off when you want them to remove them so there's no it doesn't leave any lasting marks and it, they work perfect for stringing these lights. Uh, in this cabinet, so I thought that was pretty cool. 
pretty ingenious, if I do say so myself. But, uh, but hey, that's enough about me. What about you, Chris? What's in your glass tonight? So in my glass tonight, I gotta grab the can here so I can see it. I'm just enamored by your uh, your new beer case because that that sounds really cool. Um, so, and the dogs in here. I don't know if you heard the squeaker noise. I, I can hear it. <laughs> They're going to entertain us tonight. Yeah, there's a there's a ten week old mastiff puppy in here. Oh so boy. A, yeah, he's cute, and that's what he's got going for him right now. <laughs> and slobbery. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right now I'm drinking a uh, Confused Therapist, which is a, a double IPA from Dust Bowl Brewing Company. Oh, um, this uh, this I'm still not sure about this one. I I, I like it, but um, I'm not over the top about it. So, is that uh, did you check and see if that's one that I had? Well. I mean, we definitely could. Well, I'm I'm trying to look too, just in case. But uh, I didn't know if you. Oh, I did have it. Yeah, this is one of the ones I got from uh, from Tavur. That's how we're gonna say it, right? Tavur. Tavor. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so I gave it a four cap rating. I said, "Wow, this is my first triple New England IPA, and it's smooth, juicy, and tropical fruity. Pretty tasty. Four cap rating from yours truly so what'd you give this one chris i haven't yet <clears throat> ah you're still uh, trying to figure it out yeah because i'm i'm enjoying it but uh it's gonna be a slow drinker because this one's this one's 10.4 percent. It's, it's big yeah it's a big one yeah that's I mean, it's, <laughs> it's no 120 minute ipa amanda <laughs> uh, it's way better yeah it's actually it's it's good but i'm again it's i'm still it's 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 sweet. It's very sweet. Um, so I guess we shall see uh, <clears throat> how this goes along the goes along, or how I'm enjoying this as as the show goes along. Okay, I'll probably enjoy it more and more as yeah. I'm drinking it because you know it's uh, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's going to ease you into the show. That nice alcohol. It's it's sweet. It's a little bit sweet. But I mean, is it coming across boozy to you? Because I don't remember it coming across boozy. I thought it was pretty smooth. No, I don't. <clears throat> I don't find it boozy at all. Okay, it's just uh, it's not very hazy. I mean, it, it it's marked even on the can. It says um, it's unfiltered New England style, juicy, hazy. Um, I, I mean, I'm not seeing. I mean, it's hazy, but it's not. Uh, it's it's not see through. But you're right. It's it's a stand. It looks like a standard triple IPA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not um, a milkshake kind of thing. No, uh, no. No, not for for but sure, yeah. for sure. Okay, well, keep us informed if you decide that this is a beer that really uh, tickles your fancy later in the show. Let us know. So uh, I gave my uh, review of it just a minute ago, and, and you can give your review later on once you get finished with it. Maybe it'll grow on you. Yeah, I definitely will. But, and I have a second can of it in the fridge too. So, <laughs> Well, hey, maybe the second can will be better. Yeah. yeah. So what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know what? I am in the season, and as last episode we talked about, we had a poll about the uh, fresh hop beers. I'm drinking a fresh hop beer. This one is from the Schutz Brewery out of Bend, Oregon. It's the Chasen Freshies Fresh Hop IPA. This is a great one, and I believe a lot of uh, people, a lot of our listeners around the nation can get this beer. So if you can get this one, hey, give it a shot. Uh, this is a, a really, really good Fresh Hop IPA. I really like this one. I got a six-pack of it. 
I think I'm down to my, this is either my, my second to last beer. I think I'm either my last one or second to last of this. And I've really enjoyed it. Have you, have you had the chase and fresh cheese before? I have. Uh, and I'm sad to say that most people can get it. We you can't, can't get it here in Florida. Wow. You can't, you can't get the shoots at all in Florida or just this None. beer? None. Wow. Okay. I got to send a care package. <clears throat> I won't tell you no, but especially like fresh squeezed. That's one of my favorite beers. That the okay. Okay. Chasing freshies, fresh squeeze. I got to put in some Jubilee when Jubilee comes out. Some Black Butte Porter because that's one of my favorite. Okay. I, I got a little uh, Deschutes care package coming your way. Sweet. Well, there's a there's a, a Black Butte 30 in the fridge. <laughs> I got one of those, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we were talking about, yeah, we could do tasting notes on that. Yeah, not, not a good um, idea. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that makes for a fun show. I can tell you that much. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not unless we're recording early so that we can uh, – that's like our first beer of the, sh- of the day. Then we can go ahead and do it because then we won't get all – wasted drinking that john and i have done that before right we had done we had been i've been drinking all day and then we didn't realize that the beer that we picked was a little bit steep on the old alcohol level and that was your uh ballast point watermelon dorado was that what we were doing or maybe that's what we were drinking maybe that was that's one the one you were drinking but i I just remember you guys being you know oh this is really this is pretty good yeah holy crap (laughs) this is a big beer yeah yeah, it's um, it, it can catch up to you, and we've we've learned our lessons. I think that now we're gonna definitely keep an eye on the alcohol of the beer we're drinking, uh, so that we don't just go over the top because it can get out of hand real fast. Yeah, well, I I still stand behind the fact that we need to do a a show just called Hammered, and <laughs> the, the rule is before we start recording is that we all have to have a ten percent bomber gone before we start recording. Okay, I can do that. I, I I usually have uh, a number of big you know decent beers done before we record anyway. Uh, today I took it easy. I didn't start drinking until three o'clock, so um, I really behaved myself because I I did some pretty good drinking this weekend, and I thought you know what I could start drinking at nine a.m. or even earlier. I was up I was up at five. I could have started drinking right away, but I I knew we we're going to record tonight, and I didn't want to overdo it. So I, I, I told myself I'm going to do some stuff around the house, and then at 3 o'clock I'm going to enjoy some beer, and that's what I did. That's what I did. You're being a responsible adult. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, hey, let's get this show going. But before we, we get into the meat of the content, let's just let all of our new listeners know what Tap to Craft is all about. We are an educational podcast, and we focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help all of our listeners along in their craft beer journey. doesn't matter if you're new to craft beer or you're experienced. I guarantee you're going to learn something on our show. And you're listening to episode 110. We're recording on Monday, October 8th, 2018. And in this episode, we are going to discuss the differences between several similar British-style beers, such as the Strong Ale, the Old Ale, and the Barley Wine. These are all styles that pretty much appear to be almost the same beer. They have very gray lines separating them from one another. And this question was actually brought to us by our great listener, Amanda. And she asked this question on Untapped when she was drinking an old ale. And she was like, what the heck is the difference between this and a barley wine? They seem pretty much the same to me. And I thought that was a fantastic question. So thank you, Amanda for giving us a 
little bit of content, a segment to do on the show. I really appreciate that. And of course, you can count on Chris and I having some great beer conversation along the way. And uh, let's get into some of this conversation. We, we have to do our Trek Brewing update. Now, I realized after listening to the last show that, you know, Chris and I and a lot of our listeners that listen to the show every every episode for a long time, they know about Trek Brewing. But because our co-host, John, isn't on the show to talk about it, we haven't really uh, discussed about Trek Brewing. Trek Brewing is our buddy John's commercial brewery that he is opening right now in Columbus, Ohio. He has almost had his official grand opening. It's got to be coming soon because he is now brewing on his 15-barrel professional system. He's actually pumped out a couple beers. And it looks like we got an update from John. Or did you fill this in, Chris? Did you fill this in or did John actually yeah, He must in? have done it. Wow. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. And now... What would have been even better, John, if you would have left us a voicemail? That would have been even better. But, hey, I'll take this little update because it's important to let our listeners know what is going on at Trek Brewing. So he says he helped sponsor the Jailhouse Rock Beer Festival, which consisted of 26 breweries, five food trucks, seven bands. They And uh, Trek Brewing brought their cream ale and their new coffee vanilla stout to the festival. And... They also won People's Choice Award at the festival. Congratulations, Trek Brewing. Fantastic news that you guys are the People's Choice for the Jailhouse Rock Beer Festival. That is, that's great. Great news. That is good news. It was probably all Kristen, but it, it's good news. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm messing with you, buddy. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, so it's good. I'm, I appreciate John, uh, you know, giving us a little... Uh, uh, tidbit of information to talk to. I know we also, uh, they're big into wanting to help the community. They also had their first community uh, beer night, and I wish I could remember off the top of my head what that was about. I, I remember reading it, but I don't remember the details. If John was here, he could tell us all about it. Or unless, Chris, you remember the details of their community. Uh, no. No. So, <laughs> so we'll just leave that for a later topic because, yeah, we're not, we're not in the know. I mean, we knew, but I forgot. I already had a couple beers since I read that, so how can I how can I ever uh, remember everything that that I read? It doesn't work. Okay, how about some beer related activities, Chris? You again this week? Nothing, right? You didn't do anything. It's all work, 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 work. Yeah, for the most part, it's work, work, work. Um, I mean, other than I got another Tavor shipment, and that's my biggest beer event. Mm. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty much just Christmas um, for for beer about every four weeks. Okay. Okay. Well, good. That's but good. But I, I, I dialed it back this week. Uh, so other than my, my usual 40 or 44 beer shipments that I got in, uh, I think I only got like 28 or 29 this time. <laughs> okay. You know, only 28, 29. Dialing it down a little. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. So I look forward to seeing some of these good beers. I know you probably got, got a lot of good ones. Did you get a... Did you order a bunch of one type that you really liked, like, like something that you uh, that you, you love but you can't get in your area? You just ordered like six bottles or anything, or were they all pretty much one or two off beers? It was all pretty much ones and twos. I haven't done I haven't done the um, you know the big the big buy since um, that Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout. Okay, I uh, was out there, or the that or that uh, that Fremont Lush. Oh yeah. So I, I haven't, it's all been ones and twos really. Cause that's, I mean, <clears throat> like right now I got, I have two cans of this, um, 
therapist from Dust Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's so like, oh, okay, well, we'll give two of those a shot. And a lot of the times I look at that and go, oh, okay, 10 bucks for two cans? Sure. Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> That's just it. It's, t- it's, it's literally, it's always $10 for two cans or $12 for two cans. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. I mean, I, if it's something that I really want to try from a brewery that either I've heard good things about or that have really good ratings, then I'll go ahead and spend the money to do it. But it, it is, it is hard for me. I am a very thrifty beer drinker. I try to be, I try to make sound, you know, frugal choicing choices in my, uh, my beer selections. But with Tavor, it's hard because everything, you know, you two cans for 10, two cans for $12, uh, it, you know, it adds up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I've held back. I haven't done any, any new beers since my last shipment because I've kind of been waiting to see if maybe some stouts and some, brand, you know, some other things besides doing that IPAs come on there. And they've had a lot of sours, but I'm just not drinking as many sours now as I used to. I just find that with my, uh, my current, uh, issues with uh, with acid and, and stuff in my stomach I, I just kind of try to keep those down to a bare minimum uh, so i don't upset my my whole system again so uh i, I kind of been standing standing off uh, there was a beard today that i saw that i was tempted to until i saw the price it was i don't remember the beard off the top of my head but it was 27 dollars for a 750 and i'm like you know i don't really need that 27 dollar beer no, I think I saw that same one too. Yeah. And I looked at it and I, flipped down, I scrolled down to the bottom of the screen and I went, mm, no, oh, I don't, I don't it, want it that bad. Yeah, it was against the grain. That's what it was. That's why I, oh, yeah. that's why I almost did it because they do some really good stuff. I'm like, ooh, I want that. But, you know, if it would have been $17, I would have probably jumped on it, even though that's still a heavy price. But at $27, dollar price tag just it's hard to it's hard to swallow sometimes so. well i mean let's see if we can sway you a little bit because i mean this is a rye beer as well i know i did see that's so again that's another reason why <laughs> i almost went for it but you know what i i gotta stay you know i gotta i don't want to be an, an addict right i, I gotta stay my course uh, control myself yeah so we're i mean that's I'm, I'm looking at it right now and i mean there's you know the one thing that's actually got me is in the last couple of weeks there's been a handful of things on here that I can just go down to the store a couple blocks away and buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's Ander- a- Anderson Valley stuff kept showing up in 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 my you know featured beers, and I was I'm like I, I can go down to the local bottle shop and pick that up. Yeah, yeah. But it's been it's been fun to do. Um, it's just kind of been a I don't know a hobby if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, it is a hobby. I mean, you spend a lot of time working. And when you don't have the time right now to go out and do other things because you get home late or whatever, but you do have time to come home, relax for an hour or two, drink a beer and enjoy it. And you know what? That is worth, you know, you're not spending money going out to the bars, so you might as well, or the breweries, you might as well enjoy it while you're at at home. Yeah. And I've been loving the stuff by Gigantic out of Oregon. Their stuff's been Oh, yeah. I, every time I see one of their bottles now, I'm just I'm just grabbing one of those. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I I wish we got them here in our area. Um, I think we've got one. Or, we've got some stuff randomly in, but not consistently. So, I I've uh, I've had their beers when I go to the festivals in Oregon. Um, I really enjoy their stuff. Really good. And if you can find a 
uh, Eclipse Brewing. They're really good too. They do some really good IPA. Starburst IPA is like my favorite. I love that beer. Just keep that in mind in case it comes mm-hmm. to, to the tour. All right. So because I'm lame and I didn't do any beer events, what did you do? Well, I did have a beer event. I mentioned it, I think, on the last episode that it was it's the time of year again where the Boise Brewing Brewery, it's actually a brewery, they hold their uh, they held their fifth annual Hoptober Festival. And this is their fresh hop beer festival. All I mean, majority of it is celebrating fresh hop beers, but uh, they do have beers that aren't fresh hop because they got to, you know, usually breweries will bring one fresh hop beer and then they'll bring one other beer that, you know, people might enjoy that don't necessarily like hoppy beers. And uh, this fruit, this, this brewery, or I guess this festival is one of my favorites. Uh, I enjoy it because fresh hop beers are so unique and they're only available really for a very short time. And because Idaho is, uh, you know, one of the biggest hop producers in the country, the third, third biggest, I guess, uh, it's really showcased. They like to showcase that these Idaho hops can really make some great fresh hop beers beers because they can just drive down 30 miles to the farm, grab them right off the bind, come back and put them into their beer and at the same, you know, the same day they start the the brewery, the brewing process. So um, there's a, a lot of great fresh hop beers from the local breweries. Uh, in fact, this festival um, had 60 fresh hop and seasonal beers from over 30 local and regional craft breweries. And again, it's, all about educating and showcasing the local hop farmers uh you know what what our hops can do for the beers so it's, it's really cool i i will say i last year if you know if you remember or if you don't it's okay i didn't get to go to the fresh hop festival last year because i got sick i had a really really bad migraine and uh, you know that it has to be bad if i missed out on a beer festival for it and i was really crushed. So I don't know exactly what happened last year, but I will tell you that I was very happy this year with the way they set it up. They didn't have the festival closed off. You didn't have to pay to get into it. The festival was held in the open street and they only, you know, everyone that came in, you could bring kids, you you could have designated drivers, you don't have to drink. You came in, You if you're going to drink, you had to have an armband, a uh, wristband, so you have to check your ID, and then you just bought what you wanted to drink. Now, the tickets were $3 a piece, so it's not cheap for a four-ounce pour. But you got to, you know, you buy a package of, uh, you know, of, of 10 tickets for 30 bucks. You get a little taster glass, uh, and you go in and, and sample, you know, 10 beers. And I'll tell you what, I had a really good time. Uh, it was a little bit chilly. Uh, it, you know, we we're starting to get into the, the colder time of the, the year, so it was a little bit chilly, uh, but we had some great beers, and I really liked the fact that if Sarah wanted to come, because before, Sarah was actually went and got a, a five ticket. She got five tickets, and she drank five beers, so she she was drinking this year, but bef- I think I mentioned before that, that, you know, the last time we went, I had to buy her a full 10-ticket entry just for her to get into the thing. Because they wouldn't allow her to come in unless she bought a full, um, you know, full ticket. And I think there was a lot of complaints about that. And I think they they went ahead and listened. I actually complained. I actually called them and said, "Hey, you guys, I love coming to your festival, but this was completely ridiculous. I got blindsided 
showed up with my wife. I mean, I actually laid it out to them, and they said, you know what, we've got a lot of complaints with that, and I guess it worked because now it's an open festival, which I really appreciated. Well, I do have to ask you, um, how particular were they about taking your tickets? Um, and did I, you and did you make them take yours? I, I do. I, I'm not like you and John <laughs> that try to try to get away with with free drinks. Um, I don't know. I I just automatically bring my cup, give them my ticket right when I give them the cup. I don't even try to to uh, to you know be clever. Um, I don't know. I'm just that way. I'm. I mean, sorry. I, I'm too too uh, too nice. <laughs> They're not. Uh, stealing beer from them but uh but yeah it was it was nice to, to everyone was very friendly which was nice to too because sometimes you can get people behind the tap that you know that are just i don't know why they're doing it they're just doing it because they got forced to or whatever i don't know but everyone behind the taps uh were very very friendly and i had a great time and they were very generous with the pours all the way to the top of the glass uh, very nice so let me just talk about uh, two of the beers that really uh, were some of my favorites. Uh, one was the uh, was the first beer I had, and it was from Sun River Brewing. And remember, Sun River from our last episode, they actually won a couple of uh, Great American Beer Festival uh, medals, and uh, they brought the, the 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 bomb fresh hop IPA with Amarillo hops. And I'll tell you what. Uh, this was really, really fantastic. I really enjoyed this beer. Uh, I think, um, you know, I rated it a four cap rating because it was the first one. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go crazy and, and overdo it on my very first beer. But it turned out that this one was actually my favorite of the of the whole show. It was very, my, my very first beer of the show and my favorite. Another beer that was, so I was that was the best of the show in my opinion. The other one... Um, was like the most hype beer was from Melvin Brewing. It was their fresh hop Melvin IPA. And they didn't tap this keg until four o'clock. So we waited and actually Sarah saved her last ticket for this beer. So we waited around, we waited around, and then uh, we go up there, we get in line at four o'clock. Man, we got, we, Sarah and I both got a beer. But literally, like five minutes after we got our beer, keg was blown. They blew the keg in 12 minutes. After tapping it, I mean, crazy. Really, uh, I mean, that's crazy stuff. That was really... Now, it was an okay Fresh Hop IPA, but it wasn't, in my mind, it, again, it wasn't the best beer there. It was definitely uh, the Sun River, the uh, Bomb Fresh was, was the best. Um, I'll mention one more beer that I really enjoyed, and I don't know if I logged into the correct one, but because other people were logging into this one, I went ahead and picked it. So I'm like, okay, this is, this might be the right one. It was from Pelican Brewing out of Oregon, um, out of uh, uh, where are they out of? They're they're out of uh, Seaside or Cannon Beach, Oregon maybe. I can't remember exactly where they're out of, but they're on the coast coast of of Oregon, and they had their Elemental Fresh Hop beer. And I think the one I logged into is the Strata Fresh Hop, and the Strata is a brand new hop that was developed and. I this might be the first beer that I actually had. If it is truly the Strata hop, the first one that I had uh, of this hop. And man, I'll tell you what, there is some a lot of flavor, a lot of different flavors going on with this beer. I really enjoyed it. Um, it had a little bit, you know, had a nice 
dank character from a lot of different flavors and um one that i think you guys should try if you can get it out in in uh in your area not not in tampa i'm sure it won't go all the way out yeah. there but um, i but, mean i'd rather just go to oregon and try it there yeah yeah uh pelican's great pelican's really good and i really enjoyed that one so stay tuned um look for the strata hop in other ipas coming to your you know your uh your different breweries because i think this is going to be a hop that is pretty spectacular it has some great flavor all right and that's it and you know what that pretty much is those are my uh, noteworthy beers for this last week. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and talk about some beers that were noteworthy to you? Okay. So, like I mentioned to you uh, before we started recording, that Megan and I went on kind of a little staycation uh, a couple days ago because just like you, we needed a day to just kind of recoup and mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> kind of relax a little bit. So, we, we went and booked a hotel about 15 minutes down the road on Tampa Bay. We've just got a Got a nice room overlooking the water and just kind of played tourist in our own town for a little while. Um, <clears throat> and one of the beers that I took with us uh, to go stay in the hotel while we were just kind of hanging out on the balcony was uh, from Mother Earth Brewing. Oh. Um, and it was their, their four seasons of Mother Earth. There's an 18, which was um, <clears throat> which was a, an imperial stout aged on or uh, imperial stout with raspberries. And I gave this one a five cap rating. Oh wow! Uh, because it was it was just absolutely phenomenal. It was chocolatey with a little bit of roast, and the and the raspberry just wasn't overwhelming, but it wasn't just it wasn't so subtle that you almost couldn't taste it. It was it was just right. And uh, we sat out on out on the balcony, just watched the uh, the sunset, and just relaxed for a little while, and finished that bottle, and just really enjoyed that one a lot. Um. The next one I wanted to mention was uh, super simple, but it was uh, a chocolate milk stout with coffee from Boxing Bear Brewing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm. Um, I don't remember taking any notes on this <laughs> um, uh, because what we've kind of been doing is lately on our Sundays, and again, you and I have talked about this, we kind of uh, meet up with some friends, grab dinner, and just kind of have uh, just grab dinner with, with friends at their house and bring out a couple of beers and try a whole bunch of different beers and enjoy family time and stuff like that. And, um, that was probably one of five beers that we tried one a couple Sundays ago. Um, but it, again, really simple, but really good. Um, so it was definitely chocolatey, a little on the sweet side and then, um, gave that one a 5.25 caps. Cause you know, that quarter cap matters. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's for Wes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then yesterday I had, um, a collaboration between Smog City Brewing and 21st Amendment. So uh, this one was called California Love. It hmm. was a imperial red ale brewed with Pinot Noir grapes, citrus peel, and aged on medium oak spirals. Nice. Um, and this one, and it, in the beginning of it, I was drinking it. And I'm going, yeah, there's nothing really special to it. And it was cold out of the fridge and the glass just sitting there. But we were sitting on, uh, sitting on the porch outside just, chit-chatting and after a while it started to warm up and those flavors started to come out of the beer a lot more and it really just got pretty enjoyable and um gave that one a four cap uh four caps one untapped nice it was was really just um it was a unique flavor to it because i i always like when beers are aged on those oak on oak or oak spirals uh one of my favorite beers is uh cigar city's white oak highlight 
Mm. Um, and that's that's just really good. But the 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 sweetness from the oak comes out in this one, and then you get some of the the tart from the grapes and the flavors of the citrus peel. It was it was a little hoppy and uh, malty and sweet and all at the same time. So it was it was really good. Nice. Yeah, I have to see. Um, since it is a a collab, maybe it it'll be over here in my area too. If it uh, since it's a collab uh, with Twenty First Amendment, since we do get a lot of Twenty First Amendment here in the area, so that looks that sounds good. Sounds good. That was that a that was a Tavor shipment to you? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, to be honest with you, I don't think I've gone to the local bottle shop in quite a long time. Oh, you don't have to because you got uh, yeah. You could become a distributor because you got so much beer coming to your place. <laughs> well, it's funny. I believe one of our local establishments um, around us subscribes to Tavor and then resells their stuff. Oh, no. Wow, that's got to be uh, really uh, high, you know, high price then because it's already a little bit high price just by getting it from Tavor. And then you. Yeah. But I mean, I. Every time I've gone into this into this place, and it's not a bottle shop, it's uh, it's it's a local restaurant. Oh. And every time I go in there, um, I they have a, a a cooler right by the bar, and it's all these different bottle selections. And I'm going, wow, that a, you don't normally see this brewery uh, for sale in this area. <laughs> you don't see this brew. Um, there's like a lot of Anchorage stuff in there, and I don't think we get Anchorage here, but I mean, I could be wrong, but. Um, and I keep seeing stuff that I've purchased. Yeah. To war. Well, I'm going, I mean, if people are willing to pay it, it's actually not a bad idea. Well, but I'm sure, you know, you have to, you're, I, I know in Florida, you, you have to buy your beer through a distributor and I don't know if they would be considered a distributor. Or, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. That's not, not my issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, it is interesting though. That is interesting. But, uh, I mean, at a restaurant, you know, they always upcharge everything, right? So, you know, they oh, can, yeah. they'll, they'll charge you, you know, $30 for a, a $10 bottle of wine. So they, they could probably charge you for Anchorage, especially. They could, you know, put a $30 price tag on it and uh, yeah. still make a couple bucks. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Just as long as it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guess what, Chris? We got a voicemail this week. Did you listen to the voicemail? I did listen to the voicemail. Okay. Did you listen to the voicemail? Of course. Of course. Yeah, the voice <laughs> the voicemail is from Chad Lamasa. So let's hear what Chad Lamasa has to say. Hey, guys. It's Chad in Baltimore. It's been a while since I called in, but uh, I was just listening to last week's episode and had a few things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I just wanted to say that much like Chris, that uh, label artwork definitely gets me to buy beers, too, that I may or may not have bought otherwise. Um, and I also wanted to say that I was one of the six votes for the pumpkin beers or the fest beers. Uh, to me, it's just a wider variety of flavors, and the fest beers are just, you know, Marzen is a Marzen is Marzen. And just one other quick thing, I wanted to let you know about a beer event I went to last week. Um I went to World of Beer not too far from me, and they had an Oreo and beer pairing with Two Roads Brewery. Uh, so I tried three beers, uh, the Little Heaven Session IPA with the Lemon Oreo, the No Limit Tess, 
uh, with a golden Oreo and the Nitro Expressway with a double stuffed Oreo. Uh, I had never heard of cookie and beer pairing, but <clears throat> it, uh, it definitely works. Uh, especially for the, um, the hats. I, I'm not a huge hat fan anymore, but the, uh, the golden Oreo slash vanilla, as they called it, uh, definitely brought out some, some extra flavors into, into the beer. Uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, can't wait for the next episode. Take care. All right. Well, hey, thank you, Chad. And a great voicemail. You had a lot of good stuff in there. First off, uh, Chris, he's right with you. Uh, label artwork helps convince him to go out and try a beer, and just like me. So he's right in our same wheelhouse with that whole thought. And uh, but he is uh, he, he wasn't in my wheelhouse with the uh, choosing the pumpkin beers over the Martin, but he has a valid point. I will admit that because pumpkin style beers are not a single base style, they can span over a wide variety of styles. That there is more variety in pumpkin beers than in Martin. So maybe I'm doing it wrong. What about you? You think you might be doing it wrong? I mean, can you really say you're doing anything wrong with beer just as long as you're drinking good stuff that you like? <laughs> yeah, true, true. I'll, I'll admit it. Yesterday, I had three pumpkin beers. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And the day before, I had an Oktoberfest. Okay. So uh, just as long as you're happy with the choices that you're making with your beer and your beer is still delicious to you, you're making the right decision. All right. All right good point. Very good point. And the one thing, the last thing he mentions about the Oreo and Two Roads beer pairing, who would have ever thought of mixing Oreo cookies and beer? It's incredible, right? It's very incredible. And I, uh, Chad, uh, my wife and I were listening to your voicemail on the way home this evening. Um, and she said to me, she goes, we, we need to figure out someone to, to do an Oreo and beer pairing, or we're just going to have to do an Oreo and beer pairing. Um, on our own mm -hmm. uh, because I know um, I just got an email today from cigar city that said that they're doing a donut and beer. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've had that before here. Yeah. I've seen a lot with, uh, we did that last time we went to Asheville. So if you go to Asheville, there's a brewery called Catawba and then right next to Catawba is um, vortex donuts mm -hmm. and just a, a, a small tip. If you go to, if you go to vortex donuts less than an hour before they close, all their donuts are half off. So you ah. buy all the donuts you want, run next door, and drink all the beer with the donuts. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what we ended up doing when we were there. Um, but yeah, the pairing beer and food is, uh, I mean, that's that's definitely great to do. I've, we've done chocolate and beer um, tastings. We've done um, done just the regular like dinner with different types of beer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, I'd kind of like to see uh, Chad, if you took any pictures of of any of your beer and Oreo dis, uh, choices or or pairing, I'd love to see those. Kind of see what um what the what the selections were, what the choices were, and I, and I know you mentioned it in your voicemail. Um, but now I'm kind of interested to go try an IPA with a lemon Oreo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it actually. So let's just go over these real quick. So he did say there was a session IPA with the lemon Oreo. That makes sense, right? Hoppy. If, if you, especially if you have like a citrusy or, you know, some kind of a hoppy character, a flavorful IPA with the lemon, that goes very well. That, that makes sense. The next one was the No Limits Hefeweizen, 
with a golden Oreo. And he said this was uh, like a vanilla, like a golden vanilla uh, flavor. And he said it went very well together also. And then, of course, who could who could deny the Nitro Expressway cold brew coffee stout with the double stuffed Oreo? I mean, come on. These three pairings are no-brainers. How come nobody thought about this before now? Uh, it's amazing. Okay. I've, I've, I've been uh, motivated. I've been – I, I want to do Oreo and beer pairings. <laughs> All right. All right. I want a video. I want you to video you and Megan and, and whoever else you have with you uh, doing the tasting. And, and let's get uh, some real live comments and uh, of what you think about this. I think I'm going to reach out to uh... – brew bus brewing my buddy max is the executive chef in their restaurant down there i think we can i think we can put something together okay i can't wait pay pay attention stay tuned to facebook to get that uh, video of chris all right so let's get in some feedback uh we did have a twitter poll and the twitter poll was uh was was this it says we forgot a fall style in our last poll the fresh hop beers so which style of fresh hop beer do you prefer? And we had 23 votes. And coming in dead last with zero votes was the Pilsner. Yeah, you know what? Um, honestly, uh, there's not a lot of fresh hop Pilsners out there. But I have had some fresh hop Pilsners. And you know what? They're actually really good. So to all those who didn't vote for the Pilsner, uh, hey, try one next time you see one. Because they're actually uh, pretty tasty. Really tasty. Uh, second place with two votes was the Blonde Ale. Again, the lighter, the lighter style ales, uh, maybe not so great, but hey, put some fresh hops in there and get a little dankness. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not too bad. Coming in third place, the Pale Ale with eight votes. Um, I actually, honestly, I prefer fresh hop pale ales over IPAs if I had a choice. I think those just are, to me, just come across... Uh, so much, I don't know, better than the IPAs. But the IPA, double IPA, came in first place with 13 votes. Uh, did you vote on this, Chris? I did, <clears throat> and I voted the uh, IPA, double IPA. Oh, of course, of course. I, I voted also. I voted for the pale. But uh, I wish I would change my vote and give the poor Pilsner at least one vote. But uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen. All right, we do have a, another poll running right now through October 14th. And this one is, you're at a beer festival. Imagine that. I just came from a beer festival. And you currently you only have 10 tokens to use for beer samples. Do you use them on? And here's the, here's the choices. Now you're going to use, how, how do you spend your 10 tokens? Do you only choose known breweries, breweries you know produce good beer? Or do you spend most of them on known breweries, but you do slide in a couple unknowns just to try them? Or do you do choose by the best name beers? Do you just go and say, you know what? That name sounds fantastic. I have to try it. Or do you just go randomly select a beer? So those are your choices. Um, there was uh, another uh, Matt, Matt Knight uh, on Twitter. He said, hey, you know what? The way I do it is uh, I, I choose the shortest lines. Well, you know what? Sometimes that doesn't work out all the time, but that should have been one of my answers because sometimes people do want to just go and get a beer and not wait in line. So they'll go and try a beer that is a short, you know, have a short line. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes that's a short line for a reason. So uh, 
keep that keep that in mind. I have found a lot of good beers doing the shortest line okay. option. Um, and, I, and I know that kind of in our area where, where there's a lot of, you know, beers that get produced and, you know, people wait in line for hours and hours and hours for them. Um, I, I honestly, I was thinking earlier when you were, when you were starting the show that we might need to change my name because I've really just gotten away to, uh, getting away from, going and waiting in line for beer anymore. (laughs) (laughs) um, Normally, if it's something special and I want it, I can find a way to get it without having to wait in line. But it's, uh, I don't know, the the hype has has let me down, I think, one too many times anymore. Okay. That's a good point. But, I mean, the lines are there for a reason, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you will always be our Wells bro. So, sorry, you're going to keep that nickname. That's stuck forever. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. All right. We did have some other uh, feedback. So, why don't you go ahead and take both of those next feedbacks that we had. All right. So, on Twitter from uh, Jay at JKCollins84, spreading the real news on Twitter with correction, not an IPA. P.S. It's an IPA from Appalachian Mountain Brewing, which is located in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So, where we got... You know, we, we grabbed the information from the Brewers Association and they incorrectly listed the brewery for that, uh, that brewery. It was, we said it was something from like, uh, uh, Ports, Portsmouth, New Hampshire or something like that from, uh, another brewery, I, which I forget the name right now. And he corrected us. It was incorrectly, uh, stated. So I apologize to our listeners for giving you bad information, but hey, thank you, Jay for keeping us on track because I didn't realize that, uh, that that was a mistake because I was unfamiliar with both those breweries. So there, so there we go. And then we had Kyle at Kyle in Ohio. He mentioned on Twitter, love hearing the mention of Royal Docks Brewing Pendragon GABF gold medal win on episode number 109 of Tap the Craft. Everything they make is fantastic, especially Vlad Imperial Stout. And dare IPA hashtag GABF hashtag tap the craft hashtag tap craft beer hashtag Vlad and hashtag dare IPA. Uh, Kyle just celebrated a birthday by going to Royal Docks Brewing and posted some nice photos from that trip and the tour of the brewery. So Kyle, happy belated birthday to you, um, and definitely uh, cool to see you going to Royal Docks because that uh, is a place that I went to a few times before I moved, and they make some absolutely fantastic beer. Yeah. Yeah, so that was great. It was good timing that uh that, you know, Royal Docks won won some medals. He was happy and he got to go to the brewery in celebration of his birthday. Hey, there's a lot of good stuff going on right there. So congratulations for sure, Kyle. Okay, well hey, if you want to be like all of our other great listeners and uh give us your comments, you can do that very easily through email at tapthecraft at gmail dot com or on Twitter. Just follow us at Tap the Craft. And of course, feel free to follow and, you know, write to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tap the craft. And you can be like Chad. Get your voice on the show by leaving a voicemail at 208-536-3359 or, if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-oddly, 53-oddly. And leave your feedback, leave a question, leave us your 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 uh, craft beer journey tale. 
Uh, whatever you want to do, we would love to hear it. And, of course, we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, we know you'll find some other great content from other shows like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Form Radio Network over at openformradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Form Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. Okay, well now it's time for the Brew Buzz segment, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various related beer topics, and this week we are going to discuss the differences between some very similar British beer styles, such as the Strong Ale, the Old Ale, and the English Barley Wine. And we will be using the Beer Judge Certification Program 2015 Style Guidelines for reference, and again, I wanted to, to give props to our good friend Amanda for uh, asking the question on what the heck is the difference between an old ale and a barley wine because that brought up this whole, this whole topic. And let's learn about what is the difference between these styles. So first off, all these beer styles actually fall into the strong British ale category in the BJCP. And this category contains the stronger non-roasty beers from the British Isles. So let's go into the overall impression of the different beers. So how we're going to do this is we're going to go and, and first start with the British the Strong Ale, then talk about the Old Ale and English Barley Wine, and we'll kind of cover after we, we describe what these different uh, impressions and aromas and flavors and appearances you know how they are similar and how they differ so that kind of gives you an idea of what these beers are all about so let's start off with the overall impression of the british strong ale it's an ale of respectable respectable alcohol that's <laughs> that's a hard word for me to say an, you got it keep going an ale of respectable respect respectable <laughs> alcoholic strength traditionally bottle conditioned and cellared it can have a wide range of interpretations, but most will have a varying degree of malty richness, uh, some late hops and bitterness, uh, along with some fruity esters and a little bit of alcohol warmth. And the malt and adjunct flavors and intensity can vary widely, but any combination should result in an agreeable palate experience. So it's got a lot going on there. Uh, that's, that's a strong, you know, and again, I'm kind of starting off with the strong ale, the old ale, and the body wine because that's kind of where they, the strong ale, even though it's called a strong ale, is going to be kind of the more mild, you know, in, in some aspects, the more milder version. Now, we'll, we'll talk about how it's not mild when it comes to some hop character because it's going to be the youngest one, most likely. But, uh, so you're going to get kind of a, a varying degree where you're going to start off easy and work into a little bit bigger stuff so uh the overall uh, impression of the old ale it's an ale of moderate to fairly significant alcoholic strength uh bigger than standard beers though usually not as strong or rich as barley wine so again it's going to be up there in strength uh but it's not going to be quite as strong or rich as those barley wines we'll talk about here in a minute 
Also, it's often tilted towards a more maltier balance. So it's going to have a little bit uh, maltier uh, character than it would on the hops. Again, this the old ale is going to be aged uh, for some time. So a lot of times you're going to lose some of those uh, hop characters in there and get more malty character. Now, the English barley wine, it's a showcase of malty richness and complex, intense flavors. It can be chewy and rich in body with warming alcohol and pleasant fruity or hoppy interest. Uh, when aged, it can take on a port-like flavor, and it's often used as a wintertime sipper. So again, you're going to pour some of this barley wine into a nice snifter glass and just sip on it during the wintertime because it's going to warm your bones. All right, so that's the overall impression. Now, Chris, let's get into the aroma. All right, so in the aroma for all of these different styles, it's going to be malty sweet with fruity esters, often with a complex blend of dried fruit, caramel, nuts, toffee, and or other specialty malt aromas. The old ale and barley wine increase in these aromatic characteristics. Uh, in the strong ale, you're going to have uh, hop aromas that can vary widely, but typically have an earthy, resiny, fruity, and uh, maybe some floral notes in there too. Um, and on the old ale, the uh, hop aromas are not usually present. Uh, president. <laughs> <laughs> hop aromas are not usually present due to their extended aging, mm. and then some of the uh, alcohol and oxidative notes are acceptable, akin to those found in sherry or port. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Going to the barley wine. The hop aroma may range from mild to assertive and is typically floral, earthy, or marmalade-like. And then their aged versions may have a sherry-like quality, uh, pop, possibly vinous or port-like aromatics, uh, and generally more muted malt aromas. Yeah, so definitely the, the old ale and the barley wine, they can take on a lot of the aromas from, you know, ports and sherry, you know, some, some more, uh, you know, more, I don't know, out, more condensed wine, uh, varieties, I guess. Yeah. Right. They're, they're one of those fun, fun beers that, uh, people either really, really like, or they just absolutely hate. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I, I finding the right one is sometimes a little difficult, but I know that once I find a good one, I really like that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I'll tell you that it's harder for me to find a good American barley wine uh, because, again, a lot of the American barley wines, uh, they'll be uh, a little bit heavier in the hop and, and side of it than the malt side. Um, I really there, – there's pretty much – I don't think there's been an English barley wine that I haven't liked. I love English barley wine. My favorite by far – is the English barley wine. I've mentioned it on the show on previous episodes when John and I were arguing about uh, the best barley wines. And he has a good point for the American, but uh, I just, I literally, I don't think there's been an English barley wine that just hasn't just rocked my socks off. Uh, I love it. I love English barley wine. I love those flavors that come out. Those, some of that uh, port character that, that they're mentioning and the aromas and stuff. It just, it's it's so complex and rich and tasty that uh, that i love it so i'm i'm all for these english barley wines and that's why um you know i have some uh english barley wines that i've that uh you know that 
I'm aging. Uh, actually, I have an Eng- I have a American body wine from Sockeye Brewing that I bought a six pack of back when it came out in 2014, or was it wow. 12? Now, actually, it might have been 12, 14. I don't know if it was 12 or 14. Um, and I was having one can. I had one can fresh and one can each year. I have one can left that I haven't tried yet. I think it was 12. I think it came out in 2012, and so it's almost six years old. And I'm going to, I need to pop that sucker open, but it gets better as it ages. It takes off that English or that, uh, uh American hop barley wine character and, and melts it out, makes it, uh, really a lot better as it ages. But, um, I don't have to age English barley wines like I do. I mean, like one year aging of, of an English barley wine is perfect. If you do it too much, then I think it takes on a little too much, too, some of that oxidation and sherry-like notes, it gets, becomes a little bit too much if you age a, an English barley wine too too long, I think. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's get into the appearance real quick. So the appearance of the strong ale is going to be a deep gold to dark reddish-brown color. It's going to be generally, generally clear, although some darker versions may almost be opaque. There's going to be a moderate to low cream to light tan colored head with average head retention. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty wide range there, gold to dark reddish brown. That's that's a pretty uh, wide variety of, of colors right there. Let's look at the old ale. The old ale is going to be a light amber to a very dark reddish brown color. My gosh, that's uh, again a nice uh, range of coloring there. Age and oxidation may darken the beer further, and it's going to have a moderate to low cream to light tan colored head, very much like the strong ale would. And the barley wine color can range from rich gold to very dark amber or even dark brown. Often has ruby highlights, but should not be opaque. It has low to moderate off-white head, may have low head retention. High alcohol and viscosity may be visible in legs when beer is swirled in a glass. So this beer might have legs from that viscosity. Uh, So yeah, so barley wine... um, also, a very wide range of, of color. Um, but, yeah, the appearances on these are, are a lot, uh, you know, again, they cross the lines. It makes it really blurry on one, you know, one style to the other. You can't really look at the beer and be able to identify that this one is definitely, you know, a strong ale versus a body wine or an old ale. It's very hard. Okay, now we get into the meat of it. Let's talk about the flavor. All right, let's talk about some flavors. All right, in a strong ale, you're going to have medium to high malt character, often rich with nutty, toffee, or caramel flavors. Light chocolate notes are sometimes found in the darker beers. That puppy is not having it with the, uh, <laughs> with the, the strong ale. He doesn't like them. Yeah. Uh, uh, you may have some interesting flavor complexity from brewing sugars. Mm. Uh, the balance is often malty but may be well hopped which affects the impression of maltiness. Mm. Uh, it's moderate fruity esters are common, often with a dark fruit or dried fruit character. Okay. Uh, the, the finish may vary from medium dry to somewhat sweet, and the alcoholic strength should be evident, though not overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, so getting into the old ale, uh, it's going to be medium to high malt character, with a luscious malt complexity, often with nutty, caramelly, or 
or even molasses-like flavors. Mm. Uh, that just sounds good. Yeah. Uh, light chocolate or roasted malt flavors are optional, but should never be prominent. Uh, the balance is often malty, sweet, uh, but may be well hopped. Uh, the impression of bitterness often depends on the amount of aging. Moderate to high fruity esters are common and may take on a dried fruit or vinous character. And the finish may vary from dry to somewhat sweet. And it says that extended aging may contribute oxidative flavors similar to a fine old sherry, port, or Madeira. And the alcoholic strength should be evident, though again, not overwhelming. Yeah, I mean... The strong ale and old ale are pretty close to one another. I mean, there's not a lot of differences there. Um, just the aging, right? The aging of these beers can can kind of change the characteristics that come across. Yeah, for the most part, it sounded like I was reading a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's get in the barley wine, barley wine real quick. Uh, it's a strong, intense, complex, multi-layered malt flavors, ranging from bready, toffee, and biscuity in paler versions through nutty, deep toast, dark caramel, and or molasses in darker versions. Yeah, now this one definitely steers a little bit different from the other two. <laughs> yeah, this this one, I, I mean, I'm think I really just want to go see if I have a barley wine in the fridge right now, just, <laughs> just to go drink one. Um, so it's going to be my, 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 moderate to high malty sweetness on the palate, although the finish may be moderately sweet to moderately dry again depending on the aging there's going to be some oxidative or vinous flavors uh, that may be present and often complex alcohol flavors should be evident uh, moderate to fairly high fruitiness often mm -hmm. with a dark or dried fruit character yeah. so we're talking about like prunes, prunes raisins uh, yeah. Uh, yeah that kind of thing yeah. uh, and then your hop bitterness may range from just enough for balance to a firm presence I love a good firm presence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the balance, the balance, therefore, ranges from malty to somewhat bitter. Mm, yeah. So, again, I think that I think the bar in the flavor, the barley wine is definitely going to step away from the strong ale and the old ale characteristics. It's going to give you a lot more of the darker, you know, um, malty characters and some of that dark fruit you know a lot of that stuff comes out and that's what i really appreciate in, in a good body wine so yeah that's yeah it, it makes you thirsty it makes you thirsty for when i've been drinking these fresh hop ipas all night and now i think i want to go get a body wine and i actually have a, a body wine that was given to me by amanda and kevin when i was in pittsburgh this summer with them and uh, maybe this week i'm going to try that that uh that barley wine but bust that thing open and enjoy it so it's a good good timing good timing okay so we're not going to go into the full we're not going to go into the mouthfeel and and some of the other stuff that we normally do because we are dealing with three different you know uh, styles here but what we just went over is pretty much the characteristics that you're going to be able to tell uh just you know from looking at it smelling it and tasting it but there is one more characteristic we need to talk about, and that's the, the vital statistics. Talking about the bitterness, and I'm talking about the amount of alcohol that's related to each of these beer styles. And this is where you're going to be able to kind of, sep do, you know, you're going to hopefully be able to separate 
the strong ale, old ale, and the barley wine from one another. Well, let's look at the IBUs, the International Bittering Units. This tells you how bitter you're gonna this beer is. And uh, for the strong ale and the old ale, it's the same, between 30 to 60. Again, these beers are so close to one another that even in the in the bitterness, they're gonna come across identical, you know, the same. But the barley wine is a little bit more bitter, has about 35 to 70. But it also ranges right in the same range as the other two. So you're not going to be able to tell, as far as bitterness, whether or not one of these styles is the other. Now let's look at the alcohol by volume. And the strong ale starts off at 5.5% and goes up to 8%. The old ale also starts off at 5.5%, but this one can go up to 9%. So you can get a little bit higher alcohol in that old ale. But here's where the big difference comes in. The barley wine. It starts off at 8% at the top end of where the strong ale is and can go up to 12% alcohol. So there's the clear separation. You definitely have a separation from the strong ale and old ale to the barley wine based off of the alcohol content. 8% and above, most likely you're going to be drinking a barley wine. There we go. What do you think? Did you learn something there, Chris? I did. Um, so strong ales and old ales seems like they're pretty much the same, except one's aged, mm -hmm. the other's not. Mm -hmm. And then the barley wine is just going to be a little more, uh, a little more rich than, yeah. than the other two. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'd be curious to hear uh, from Amanda about whether or not uh, when she had that old ale that she was trying to decide whether or not it was a barley wine or not, if now that she understands a little bit of differences, if she can now say that, yeah, you know what, now I understand. This this old ale just didn't have some of those richer, darker fruity, uh, darker malt uh, characters to it, or, you know, and also the alcohol content was a bit smaller. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, that is our brew bus segment if you have any questions please don't hesitate to ask or if we made a mistake and you want to help us clear it up to our listeners write in or send a voicemail and we will get that on the next show in case we made a mistake well guess what chris uh we're coming to the end of the show but before we uh call it done Let's go ahead and uh, give out a couple toasts to anyone you want to give a toast to. Who would you like to give a toast to this week? So I would definitely like to give out a toast to John and Kristen with Trek Brewing. Because um, especially, that's I feel like that that's quite a, an award that they, they were uh, able to take home. Um, the people's choice, yeah. The people's choice, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> um, I'm excited to see them grow. Uh, because I know I know their heart and soul is in that, in that brewery. And it's really exciting to see them kind of kind of build that place uh, from an old barbecue restaurant <laughs> yeah. and, and again all the all the struggles and things that we get to see them go through uh, and then they're they're turning it into an amazing place so cheers to you guys and uh, cheers to many many years of success for you guys exactly excellent excellent well I, I don't want to piggyback off of you so I'll just leave your awesome toast as it is I will raise a glass to a good friend of mine who I got to see uh, actually uh, on the day that our 
uh, our uh, last show aired, um, he came into town for the first time. He came to Boise. I've only seen him normally when we were over in Israel. And uh, his name is Adam G. And he came to Boise to do a project. And uh, we're working a little bit together on that. And uh, we went out to beers, to Edge Brewing. And we got to enjoy some great conversation, some really good beers. And, uh, you know, I shared a Tap to Craft podcast with them. And he was listening to the last episode. And I'm hoping that he's listening now. I just want to raise my glass to you, Adam. Thank you for, uh, for, you know, for being a good friend and for listening to the podcast. And if you have any questions, uh, please don't hesitate to write in. Uh, you can write us an email or you can call the voicemail line. And, uh, of course, spread the word to all your friends out there for sure. And, of course, I need to raise a glass to all the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms uh, I was a serviceman, I am a veteran, and I know how much sacrifice that these ladies and gentlemen are doing for our freedom. So cheers to you. Come back safely to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, and uh, give a little shout out to our, our sponsor. Absolutely. So I want to raise a glass to our friends at Bee Cups, supplier of outdoor craft beer cups for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Or you can go check out all the things that they're, that they're doing at fermentedreality.com. And you can check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. So whether you're hanging out on the beach, by the pool, or hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some boating, bee cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. Excellent. Yeah, go get those bee cups for sure. All right. Well, you can find the beers that we mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped and Instagram at MCK one three four five and of course you can always find me at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft yeah and don't forget the hashtag whales bro whales bro <laughs> that's with a z don't forget with that. a z yeah it has to be with a z <laughs> excellent all right well it is last call time to bring the show to a close we want to thank all of you for downloading and listening we ask you to please tell a friend and of course subscribe to the show on itunes Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Awesome, Chris. Another great show. A lot of good Damn, information. That was, a, that was a fast show. Uh, hey, I didn't want to jinx us, but I thought we were going to have a nice, quick show. We did. It's hour and 15 minutes. That, you can't complain about that, huh? Nope, not at all. Now, Tom Joseph can complain about it because he likes long shows, but <laughs> everyone else will be happy that it's not too long. Well, I mean, we can just add this into the end of the show right now. Tom, <laughs> this is for you, buddy. Just this little bit of him going... Uh, Denny and I going back and forth. Okay. This, this little bit's for you. Okay. <laughs>